0: Parties and other amazing events. Visit milu.com. This podcast is also brought to you by Photographers Edit, custom image editing for the professional photographer. Visit PhotographersEdit.com. All right, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, we are back for another Boca Podcast episode, uh, special edition, I should say, of the Boca Podcast episode. We're doing another brand position consultation today, and I'm joined by a brand new guest, Rachel Howard. Rachel, thank you so much for hanging out with me today.
1: I'm so excited to be here. Thank you for having me.
0: Absolutely, I'm I'm excited for multiple reasons. First of all, you're very kind, and the the uh, what you were sharing with me actually before we started recording about how you're a big fan of the podcast. I appreciate you being willing to listen in. And uh, you said oh, yeah. you're even all caught up, which is also a huge deal. We have a lot of content <laughs> out there.
1: You do. You really do. Well, but I heard you- that first consultation uh, that you did and, I was, and you said, I think we're going to start doing these. So if y'all will just contact Haley. I'm like, oh, I'm doing <laughs> it right now. Right now I got to do it
0: well I, I as I said to you before we started recording as well, I, I really appreciate your willingness to do this because ultimately, these yeah. are conversations first of all, hopefully that are going to benefit you and your brand, uh, but then ultimately are already beginning to benefit photographers, whether it 's the the podcast episode. I also spoke on this topic recently at a conference, and it 's really exciting to see the difference that it 's making for photographers and it, it is very much a conversation uh, you know whether we come up with a definite brand position statement today for your business or we just begin kind of moving in a, in a really great direction that you can kind of pick up and take from there. Um, it is meant to be a conversation. And I'll also mention too, as much as we talk about brand position here on the podcast, it's definitely not, I, I don't ever want to suggest that it's the end-all be-all of marketing techniques. It is a piece of the puzzle, but it's an important piece and it's one that's really not discussed much at all, honestly, in the photography industry. And so um, I've taken the opportunity. We're talking a lot about it, and I think ultimately it's going to make a big difference for, or it can make a big difference for photographers if they're willing to implement these concepts. And on that note, Rachel, here as we get started, before I have some questions for you, I just want to give a little context to our listeners. Um, when we talk about the idea of brand position, if, if you're new to the podcast, we're talking very simply about a unique value proposition that your business offers to your market or to your local market. And that's the simple brand position definition, the significance of it, um, well, there are a number of reasons or benefits ultimately why brand position even matters to a business. One, it immediately helps your potential client know your UVP, that unique value proposition. So ideally, it's right there on the homepage of your website above the fold. When that potential client lands on your website, they immediately know whether or not your business is a fit for them or not. Number two, it filters, as a result, it filters irrelevant potential clients. Three, it simplifies and focuses marketing efforts. You don't have to think about multiple messages all at the same time. You're focused on one message and getting that out consistently in a variety of ways. And then fourth, it encourages better time management because the idea, I mean, the brand position statement ultimately represents what the business is about. And if you know what your business is about, you're going to ultimately know how to spend your time day in and day out. And so it ultimately encourages better time management. And I just wanted to share some of those benefits up front, the significance of brand position up front. But Rachel, let's come back to you. And uh, first of all, share with our listeners, if you don't mind, what market or what part of the country, what market you're based in.
1: I live in a small town called Hartsel, Alabama, a town of about 15,000 population. We're really close to Huntsville. So, I categorize myself in the North Alabama area.
0: Okay, cool. And and what type of photography right now do you currently tell your potential clients that you specialize in if you do it all?
1: I do everything but I tell my clients, my favorites are weddings and couples. And that would be my goal. This is my fourth year doing photography. And I do eventually want to be exclusive just to weddings and couples. So I'm working on that part.
0: Yeah. And, and we'll talk more about that later in the conversation. But when that, that initial statement, I do everything, I think is part of the reason why you even wanted to have this conversation on the podcast yep. today, right? Is to really narrow things down because uh, and, and i 've said this before. the reality is that there are photographers out there who are doing a fine job, making a living for themselves, quote doing everything, shooting any and everything it 's not mm-hmm. that it can 't be done, but the goal with with a clear and distinct brand position statement is to narrow the focus, make the marketing efforts easier, and of course ultimately save time as well and, um, and so that 's what we 're going to try to get into today is to narrow your focus and rachel you 've already talked about your interest in focusing specifically on weddings what is it about weddings versus anything else that you photograph right now that you really love
1: ah uh, it sounds so cliche i love love like it and the symbolism of marriage and what it represents and uh how how god has given us the gift of marriage here on earth and that's not something that we have in heaven it's just it's a beautiful day spent capturing memories that last forever. And it's not that I just give clients images that are gorgeous, but it's that the symbolism of the marriage itself. That's what I love about weddings.
0: Yeah. Well, and, and, um, we're going to get to this as well in just a little bit, but when you talk about capturing those memories, one of the things that, that is a significant component, I guess, of capturing those memories for your clients are the Raw Moments. Your business is actually called Raw Images. Uh, will you give a little mm-hmm. bit of context to that that name?
1: Yes. So, uh, of course, the, the raw format on the camera is what most people think of, but my maiden name is Rachel Ann Wiley. And so when I got married, I had a really hard time parting with my maiden name because it's who I am. And yeah. so I really miss being a Wiley. And so when I was thinking of photography names uh I thought of my old initials and I thought wow the two and two go together perfectly so it's a bit of my my name in my name
0: <laughs> I guess <laughs> <And kind> of, <laughs> it's confusing and, well no, no no I get it and, and ultimately of course playing on like you said that the raw um, file formats it's it's a play on words or terms familiar to photographers but Um, what would you say currently makes your photography brand unique to your local market? If if anything at the moment.
1: Mm -hmm. So, and that's where I would love your input here in just a little bit, but personally, and this is what I've been thinking about, uh, here in the last couple of weeks, I have lived in this town of Hartzell my whole life. I grew up here. Um, I started a business here and being from my hometown has, has helped my business. Thoroughly, I get clients from that I graduated with high school with that I get to capture their weddings now. And some people they're like, Oh, well, that's uh, so and so's daughter, that's so and so's sister. I'm gonna message her. So just having my name here in my town, I feel like helps make me unique in that way. But as far as my brand, that's where I'm like up in the air about like, how can I set myself apart? Cause there are tons of photographers here in this area and we are pretty similar. So
0: I'm fascinated by, first of all, I, I love the focus on local. I, I, the idea of a small town is really appealing to me for some reason. I've never lived in a, like an extremely small town. 15,000 is pretty small, but do you feel like, I mean, based on your experience, anyway, there is enough business there in Hartzell to, to focus specifically on that town or are, are you, do you think you'll need to go outside of that market as well in order to create a sustainable living?
1: Yeah, not for sure. I'm going to have to go outside of the market. Um, okay. cause I would say around here, maybe the average income is about thirty, forty thousand, 40,000, which doesn't sound like a lot, but our cost of living is really low here. Sure, And, uh, I, I'm, I'm based here and I want to be here, but I do have tons of weddings in Coleman, Gunnersville, Huntsville. I've got my first destination wedding in Cape Cod in July. Oh, how fun. So it's not that I know. I'm so excited. So it's not that I just, I want to be here. I do. I'm willing to go other places, but I don't know. I'm just, I'm, I'm thinking of the hometown feel yeah. and how that has helped grow my business from this point. But where I'm at now is where do I go from here? Should I exclusively do weddings and cut everybody else off or, you know, what what do I do?
0: I guess when I think about a town of 15,000 people, I mean, there's a potential to continue to, uh, for lack of a better word or phrase, you're like mind that market, right. To, to continue to try to get business from that market as a wedding photographer. And you could probably do that on an ongoing basis for the next however many years as people continue to get married, especially if you become known as Hartzell's wedding photographer, if you really own that position and there's probably an opportunity to do that. I think you mentioned to me ahead of time that everybody knows everybody, um, the the town is small enough. And if they begin to know Rachel Howard as the wedding photographer to go to in Hartzell, I think there's a really interesting opportunity there. We'll talk about your so-called competition in just a little bit, but frankly, you don't seem to have a lot of it, at least not specifically in Heart Soul, based on what I saw when I did my research. And um, so I think you're in a really interesting, very unique position to, to potentially focus on and ultimately capitalize on that market while still, as you mentioned, photographing the general North Alabama market as well. Um, so we'll get to that in just a little bit. But I want to take a step back for a second, because as I mentioned, for everybody listening in, I mentioned earlier, the significance of of a brand position statement um, is, well, quite large. I mean, ultimately, if you land on a brand position statement that is very specific, it's going to drive what you're doing in your business. It'll largely drive your business model even, and certainly your target market. And I think personally, and based on my experience, that that business model should really be rooted in a much deeper kind of what we refer to here on the the podcast is a big picture view, the reasons why we do what we do. First of all, personally, that should translate or trickle down to the business model. And um, so I think looking at this from a, a kind of a broader perspective, a big picture view is really important. And on that note, Rachel, I'm curious what the top three, two or three reasons um, are that you started and even run a photography business in, in the first place. And these could be, you know, financial in nature, philosophical in nature or otherwise, what comes to mind?
1: So I haven't always been a photographer, uh, or had a camera in general. I'm a nurse. I've been a nurse for seven years on my seventh year. Okay. And so 12 hour shifts, night shift. I was exhausted and I, I've gone through these stages of hobbies where like I worked out with a personal trainer for a short time. I foster dogs like I, I wanted, I guess I wanted to like serve a, a purpose in places. And then I bought a camera on black Friday and that's how my business got started. And it's, it's amazing where it's, where it's uh, started and where it is now. But I was so tired of working those 12 hour shifts. It was exhausting. So yeah. of course to have my own, to be able to operate my own calendar that has been such a blessing. Mm. And then of course to make more money, I think, I think, don't quote me on this, but uh, Alabama nurses are the lowest paid nurses in the United States. Really? And I I make more money taking pictures for an hour than I do being a nurse for an entire day. So I feel like, I know, it's crazy, my quality of time. Like, if I'm going to spend 12 hours doing something to make money, why don't I do it on my own time? So um, the freedom of a schedule to make more money. Yeah. And then I just, I do have a passion for people because my background is a nurse and I do care for others. So I feel like that really does help me when it comes to being a photographer. Because I already know how to communicate with people. Um, And I also say when you get me as your wedding photographer, you also have a personal nurse because I always come (laughs) fully medicated, like with all the stuff I've got a wedding day kit and then I have a first aid kit. Like I'm ready. You're not fully Um, medicated, but you bring the medicine with you. (laughs) Yes, Just for clarification. (laughs) (laughs) Correction. Yes. That's correct. That's Um, awesome. So I do care for people truly. And right now I still work PRN hospice. So I work maybe one day a week if I feel like it, that's the joy of being PRN. Um, And so I really feel as a hospice nurse, these moments in life really do matter. And so I I actually get to photograph those moments and give it to people. And it's just, it's priceless.
0: Yeah. Uh, PRN, I'm familiar with the term RN. Um, PRN, what does that represent? What does that stand for? So
1: so there's full-time, part-time, and then PRN. PRN is like a per diem, as-needed basis. So I am a PRN RN. (laughs)
0: <laughs> got it. Got it. That makes sense. Okay. I just wanted to understand. So you're, you're doing that a little bit. I can tell, I mean, just even based on our conversation so far, I mean, you, you have it on your website, the description of your love for people. I mean, it's, it seems quite obvious. And I think it's, you know, again, there's not enough conversation in our industry, not just about brand position, but I think the importance of service to uh, this idea that our focus is on helping, like making somebody else's life better. As yes. a photographer or in your case, as a nurse, that is, I think we could just all stand to do that a bit more, even if it's in our day-to-day yes. life with our partner or our kids or a friend or you know another family member, or if it's our client in front of us, that focus is so, so important. I'm realizing it more and more in my life, um, certainly continuing to strive to, to do that in my business as well. And I love that that is a focus for you. And, and you know, we could, we could almost stop the podcast interview right now and just leave <laughs> that for everybody. Go do something that serves somebody <laughs> else, makes somebody, else, somebody else's life better or helps them smile today. Um, and we'd all be better for it. I think it's a wonderful focus. Where does that ultimately come from for you? I mean, do you have, were your parents that way? Did you have experience in life that, that led to you putting so much importance on this idea?
1: I of course was raised with, by great parents, but I have a a love for God, hmm. and that really uh, I want to show that in my love for people. Because even though, of course, I want everybody to love Jesus and go to heaven, um, but everybody's not going to think the way that I do, and sure. I fully respect that. But God's love is full of grace, and that's what I want to give other people as well. Is just show that God's love. I want to exemplify God's love.
0: Yeah, that's my goal. And and I I love that. And like you said, regardless of anyone's religious perspective that's that's listening in. And in fact, I grew up in a, in a very religious family. Um, but one of the things that I think was missed, and that I I noticed was missed, because I grew up in a very conservative religious circle, and in it, there was so much emphasis, it seemed at, at, at times, on kind of cramming these ideas, philosophies, belief systems down somebody's throat, as opposed to just focusing on showing them love um, mm-hmm. and letting that be an opportunity to share faith. Um, mm-hmm. Again, regardless of anyone's religious perspectives or views, I think it's ultimately important that we on a daily basis, even if it's a seemingly small thing that we focus on serving somebody else, that we focus on making their lives better and going, taking this back to business. We've talked about building a story brand, this this book on the podcast quite a bit uh, in the last year or so, by Donald Miller, and he talks about this very idea that we focus on making the client the hero of their own story versus talking about ourselves. Photographers have a funny tendency, uh, especially in the last few years or so, of talking about themselves. And I think it stems, it comes from a good place. We're trying to be more personal personal or personable, put ourselves out there, connect with potential clients on a more personal level. But we've we've the pendulum has swung a bit too far. Um, to yeah. one extreme. And I think we need to bring that back and focus on how we can make our clients' lives better. So that was a bit of a tangent, but I really appreciate your focus on that idea, Rachel. And
1: Yeah, thank you for asking. Oh,
0: 100%. And I think it'll play, continue to play a really important role in what you offer in your brand. But let's come back to this, this goal of establishing a clear brand position. So if, if we look at, or at, and I actually took the time to look at your so-called competition. First of all, in Hartzell, I did a, a Google search And for Hartzell, Alabama photography. This was just a very basic search. And honestly, not a whole lot came up. There may have been four or five photographers or so that even came up uh, as a result. And um, so there wasn't a lot of information to to sift through. One, if if you want to call it a a brand position, uh, maybe a bit more of a mission statement, Uh, one photographer said that they are romantic, natural, and joyful. And then they also said that every love story is beautiful. None of those descriptions or words, phrases are ultimately brand position statements um, mm-hmm. that create a distinction between them and other photographers in the market. And there was this trend for quite a while where photographers were pulling, uh, they were picking three words that represented their brand. This might be something this particular photographer was playing on. They, they saw the tendency of other photographers to do this. And they're like, well, I'll do the same thing. The problem with, with just pulling words uh, and and sticking them up on the site is that those words can can mean different things to different people. When you say romantic, what does that actually mean to somebody? And and that might be a little bit more specific than the next word, natural. What does natural mean? Again, that's kind of vague and, and it could be a very subjective or it could have a very subjective meaning. Joyful, again, what does that actually mean in context of an individual's life? And and how, how does that ultimately communicate a value to the potential client, and these are the questions that I'm asking. Um, and, and again, I want everybody listening in to also think through these things. Look at your competition, the competition in your market. Look at what they're saying, and what we the reason that we do this ultimately is to then clearly position ourselves against that so called competition, so that what we're saying is distinct, it is unique. But it's important really to think about. The value that these words on our site actually convey, versus just trying to put something up there that sounds nice or it's prettier, it's the end thing to say, you know, using some cliche or kind of popular terminology. Uh, we need to actually focus on clearly and concisely communicating a distinct value proposition. So, uh, that was one example that that did come up. Uh, another person didn't have a brand position statement. Uh, another person said uh, that they're award-winning senior portrait and headshot photographer. And then it had a dash in the North Alabama. So they're communicating a location, which is important. They are communicating the genre of photography that they are involved in or genres. Um, Award winning is one of those things that anymore, the potential client doesn't really care. So there's really no need to put okay. that out there. And it almost sounds cliche. Uh, anybody can kind of put that on a position statement. So it's not particularly valuable. But in this case, this particular photographer at least communicated the genre and the location Um, Another person put uh, helping you, and and this actually was a relatively good position statement, helping you treasure your family's love and laughter through beautiful photos. Um, And I was actually quite impressed by this statement. It's almost like they were reading Donald Miller or listening to the podcast. (laughs) But, you know, it communicates the significance. And and first, it starts with helping you. So they're focusing on how they add value to the potential client's life. It's not about me. It's not about what my service does. It's how am I adding value to your life? I'm helping you treasure your family's love and laughter through beautiful photos, and mm-hmm. um, so that was a pretty strong statement. Another person didn't have a, a brand position statement, and by the way, these this is a combination of a, a search that I mentioned earlier: Heart soul, Alabama photography, and then I also did heartsoul Alabama wedding photography, creative, epic, award winning. Um, and it, what does creative mean? Again, these are, this is an example of somebody who picked three words again, specifically four words, but these, these words don't really communicate much creative. What does that actually mean to a potential client epic? I mean, it sounds cool. It's, it's a popular word, but what does that actually mean to somebody yeah. award-winning? We spoke to that already. Uh, a couple more businesses without position statements. Another person just had Alabama wedding photographer uh, and then another website said, for all of life's most lovely moments, which is an interesting idea. If they're if, they if they're photographing everything, um, that kind of beautifully sums up uh, the idea of capturing all this important to life. It's also a very general statement. And, and I think when it comes to a brand position statement, the more specificity, the better. But then they continue and they say, above all, I wholeheartedly believe that you should live in the moments you want to remember forever. And my passion is capturing them. Um, and so the focus there is on moments. The, the only caveat that I would add here is this is an example of a statement that is using what has become an extremely popular word amongst photographers moments, right? A lot of photographers reference mm-hmm. moments. And so it has become cliche. Again, we want to try to avoid, um, using words that everybody else is using. So that's just a, a bit of a side note. I then did a search for North, uh, North Alabama wedding photography, and that generated a lot more results as far as the photographers that were out there, you could find them under this SEO. Now there was one, nine businesses that didn't have a brand position statement that came up under this that hadn't already come up on the previous search. But uh, one, one photographer said photos for the adventurer in all of us. And that's actually a pretty strong position statement, especially if they back it up with, with imagery that reflects that idea. So that was pretty great. Another person said Huntsville, Alabama, wedding photographers, an exceptional wedding experience awaits where your love story isn't just captured, it's celebrated. Uh, photographers for familiar folks leading lives that are anything but ordinary. Or, you know, ordinary, again, it's one of those vague words. You don't know exactly what that means. Um, so I think specificity is is important here. You need to use very specific words and ultimately be able to back up those words with imagery. See, another one that said all about the love, Huntsville wedding photographer, uh, not particularly strong. I mean, any wedding photographer is photographing love, so you're not creating any distinction Mm -hmm. there. Another yeah. person said Alabama wedding photographer. Another said capturing memories that encourage marriages to flourish. Now, this is kind of an interesting idea. Uh, they're using a couple words there that, again, seem kind of cliche capturing memories, but encouraging ma- marriages to flourish. And I- I've talked to at least one or two other photographers who are looking at the bigger picture of their potential client's marriage and wanting to somehow add value to that marriage or encourage that marriage to flourish. So, but this is not a message that you hear particularly often. So potentially really, really powerful. It's not, it doesn't exist in the market already that I saw in the first few pages of results. They could literally build their whole brand around this idea. You know, whether they're giving books to their clients, uh, marriage books to to their clients, or, you know, giving away a, a marriage conference attendance tickets or whatever it might be, they could do everything in their brand could be built around this idea. And I think it's a potentially powerful brand position statement. Um, another one said photography, the key to your memories, another romantic portraits for the romantic soul, borrowing another kind of cliche word there. And they used romantic twice in that, that first statement, (laughs) North Alabama based fine art photographer that specializes in tender moments, um, tender moments. Again, I would kind of ask, what does that mean? But if, if they were able to back up, if their, their portfolio, you know, 80% of it captured or, or depicted ultimately the idea of tender moments, uh, between their subjects, then that might work as a brand position statement. Natural light wedding photographer in North Alabama is another one. Uh, this this is an interesting example because it speaks to something that is that photographers are familiar with and that might matter to photographers, but it doesn't really talk about the value that it adds to a potential client. Most potential clients don't really care and or know the difference between natural light photography and using flash and off camera light. Yeah. And we're, we're starting to get to the technical side of things. So it's not really a strong position statement in that regard. Another said we help sweet couples envision the wedding of their dreams and preserve it with exceptional imagery and heirlooms. And that's also an interesting statement, especially the last part, communicating the significance of heirlooms um, that sets them up to potentially sell wedding albums or large prints, this kind of thing. Yeah. Another one, and this is the last one I'll share, says, all you need is love, but gorgeous photos wouldn't hurt. <laughs> I was kind of <laughs> amused by this. We're a wedding photography studio with a huge passion for documenting weddings and love stories of each couple with a light and airy, fun and fresh approach. Again, that light and airy, that's a phrase that photographers know. I'm not sure. I mean, I guess, I guess... somewhat communicates the idea to the potential client, but it's, it's important for those of you listening in to use words, not that resonate to you as a photographer, with you as a photographer, but that are going to resonate with your potential market and your potential market or potential client is going, or your target client is going to be different depending on your business model, but just keep that in mind. That's really important. Now, Rachel, I know I rambled on there for a bit, um, but the reason that I did this is twofold. One, for your benefit, in case you haven't done this, so you can kind of hear what your potential competition is saying, so that ultimately when we're talking about potential brand position statements, we're we're standing in contrast to what your competition is doing. But I also want our listeners to realize the significance of doing this research, and it doesn't take a ton of time. If you go through and look at the first three pages of Google results. And by the way, not paid results, but the the organic results that your potential client might be seeing when they search, you know, for me, it'd be Chattanooga wedding photographer or wedding photography. And I go through each of those sites and I look at the potential position statements. If there are, there are any on their site. I look at the copy the text that they're using on their site so that I develop a certain amount of awareness. It's going to put me in a much better place to be able to create that distinction. Does that make sense? Yes. And I feel terrible for having gone on for so long, but I just wanted to make sure that, that, that I guess ultimately this perspective is, is very, very clear for everybody listening in. You have to take the time to, to research, to be aware of your marketplace so that you can then create some distinction and contrast to that. So let's, let's go from that um, then to the actual message. Uh, one of the things that you said on your website, and this is really what I ended up kind of focusing on when, as I was trying to come up with some ideas is potential ideas for a brand position statement for you, um, on the homepage. And by the way, for everybody listening in, it's raw just like it sounds. We'll put, put it in the show notes, but you said under, under this little section headed my style, you said it's the little things in life that matter. So capturing moments is something I love doing the name Raw images originates from my maiden name, Wiley. It also symbolizes my photography vision or photographic vision of focusing on the rawness of an image. The image itself is a beautiful raw moment captured. I do not add graphics, remove large items, or over edit. What I capture is what it is. Words to describe my editing style include clean, pure, crisp, light, timeless, and true to life. Uh, But what I really focused in on was the significance of the raw moment, capturing raw images as they are, as they happen. Can you expound a little bit on that, why it means something to you and what that process looks like for you when you're actually shooting?
1: Yes, I will try. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. When I started taking pictures, I tried a little bit in Photoshop to remove um, some distractions. Mm. But honestly, I love going into a wedding day and some days it's overcast. So you get that consistent lighting. It's all the same all day. And then other days, super sunny, you'll get a sun flare. Like I guess when I say um, raw moments captured is like, I can't as consistent as I want to be with my images. I can't make something look like what it's not. And so I really like to focus on that rawness of an image and provide you with like just an enhancement of that image. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah, I think so. One of the things when I think about raw and tell me if this resonates with you or not, or if this is totally irrelevant. When I think about raw photography, it captures, you know, I mean raw emotion, for example, like you see some of those images that photographers will capture of, of the bride with her father, for example, and they're both crying and you can literally see like the tears running down his cheeks. In my mind, when I think of something raw, that's what I think about. It's that raw emotion. Like nobody's putting this on, and you, as a photographer, are good enough to be in there and capture that. Is that kind of is that part of what you're going for?
1: One hundred percent. I mean, I'll I'll post you all day long if I need to, but I just want you to be, and I want to be able to capture the day as it goes.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, I think there's, you know, it's funny because wedding photography. When I started, um, at least in the Chattanooga market, and I would assume this was probably the case largely in the Alabama market as well, it it was very traditional in nature. A lot of color photographs, medium format, still very posy. And the idea of wedding photojournalism, photographing the day as it happens, as it goes, without setting things up, this was just beginning to become popular out in the kind more of the West Coast, and and then of course Dennis Reggie actually who was based in Atlanta at the time. Anyway, was was kind of spearheading this movement, wedding photojournalism. You capture things as they are. You don't pose them. Uh, and so we had a really interesting opportunity to to bring the so called photojournalistic style of wedding photography to the Chattanooga market. We we were unique in that, and we were in a great place, great position, if you will, um, to be able to create some distinction in the market and ultimately capture potential clients really effectively you don't really hear the the word or the phrase photojournalism as much anymore is that something that that you've even considered
1: nope never even heard of it
0: yeah I mean photojournalism traditionally refers more to you know somebody who is a news photographer who is a news um, photographic journalist who is capturing whatever the story is, and so the idea was to translate that concept to wedding photography. And when, when you go photograph a news story or a sports event or whatever it might be, you're not setting a shot up. You're it's on you to capture the moment, and hopefully, you do it in a way that's artistically pleasing as well. Um, but you're not yeah. posing it, and so that was that's kind of the idea behind the process. If you're going to photograph a raw image or capture a raw moment as it is. Um, without any adjustments, without trying to set anything up, without trying to you know take the object out of the background, as you said, then that that really represents the idea of photojournalism. Um, again, not a word that you 're seeing in your in your competition, so it might be a word that you could play with at some point okay. um, so that 's just a, a, a thought there but any, anything else come to mind when you think about the idea of, of raw photography? Has there been any particular experiences uh, as a photographer where you had the opportunity to capture a raw moment that come to mind?
1: two come to mind the first one labor and delivery photos you don't have to tell the mother like hey make sure you smile when you look at your dad like (laughs) no you you just get in there and you capture that moment and what a blessing life is to bring into the world oh my gosh I'm not I don't have kids yet but just capturing that raw moment I love that but Mm. in in terms of uh, wedding photography I am team first look all day and i love a first look because you get that raw moment mm-hmm. with them, those two that couple and you get to capture that and i i don't talk with to them for uh, for a while like i'm not like okay here your first look's done let's move on like no you get to be in that moment and i'm just walking around i i remind them before we do the first look take your time enjoy this moment i will not interrupt you you tell me when you're ready. I'm just, so they, they talk and they get to be in that moment and realize, Hey, we get married today. And that's, that's what I love. Why I love capturing a first look is because it's that legit raw moment.
0: Yeah, it's true. And then they naturally, I mean, at least based on my experience as a photographer, anyway, they tend to kind of look to you as the photographer when they are actually done. So, you know, when it's, when the moment's over, So there's really no need to step in and and end it. I, I, I love that. Just let it be, let it flow, let it do its thing yes. and just, and just shoot away. Hopefully you've got a really nice long lens that you can get in there and capture some of those tight, tight images to the, the expressions on their face. I just love that kind of thing. I think it's really, really beautiful. Oh, me
1: too. I'll get chills thinking about it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so I, I know that you talked about moving in the direction of focusing specifically on, on weddings and mm-hmm. again, there seems to be a wonderful opportunity to do that, particularly in, in hard soul, but even beyond. And is there something that's keeping you at this point from making that move? Or are you open to the idea of making that move?
1: I'm open, but that would be a huge step for my business in terms of like trusting the wedding market, I guess, because all these other things that I, I do enjoy doing all of photography, but what I enjoy most and what I invest my time in most are my weddings and my brides. I, and you can just tell it on wedding day. I mean, if you look on my website under weddings and you scroll and look at all my reviews, people have rave. It's so weird talking about yourself, first of all, <laughs> but <laughs> people d- rave about their experience with me and.
0: Well, I mean, it sounds like you're in a great place to, to capitalize on that. I mean, if if you have clients who are that excited about you and would be willing to refer business to you, and again, especially in a smaller local market where everybody knows everybody, it seems like you might be in a great place to capitalize on that too. What, what's, I think if you're going to make the move in the direction yeah. of focusing on weddings, it's probably time to, to go ahead and do that. And you know what this potentially look like. We'll come back to the actual position statement here in just a second. But I, I was also making some notes about your website that I think could help you in this regard. Um, right. The, the first thing uh, is going back to that that search. I know we we listed off a lot of results earlier, but but these photographers are popping up, um, as a result of their place in, in this thing called search engine optimization. And it it really, I did just a very, very, very quick, uh, look into SEO for your website. And just very simply there, there really hasn't been anything done in that regard. So my suggestion would be to hire somebody who is an expert in SEO. We've, we personally, and actually we've had Karen Julia on the show. We can link to her show in the show notes, um, but she's with photo dot lab.com. We'll link to that in the show notes as well, but hire, you know, whether it's Karen or somebody else who, you know, specializes in SEO, who actually has experience. Cause there are a lot of people who say they're SEO specialists. Um, and I, I, tend to get a little bit apprehensive cause you never know how much experience they actually have, or in many cases that you don't, but hire somebody that, that is good at SEO to help you set up your site specifically as a wedding photographer, so that you're going to start showing up in the results and you don't have a lot of competition, at least in your local market. And so you're in a really great place to own that. So anytime anybody searches hard soul wedding photographer, you could be first on the list. And I, I don't think without with, with a whole lot of effort, it wouldn't even take that much effort. So yeah. that would be the first recommendation that I would make. The next thing would be to, and I know that you mentioned to me, I don't think we've talked about this uh, during this recording so far, but you did mention something ahead of time about how there's been this really strong association between the fact that you're a nurse and you're a photographer and it's kind of convoluting the conversation a bit. But I I noticed, I mean, right there on the the homepage, you're talking about the fact that, that you're a nurse. I wonder if maybe just simply removing that reference um, from your site, it might make a difference in that regard.
1: It could. I I agree with you there. And I feel like I am a nurse, like But I feel like I was, I'm meant to be a photographer and I I don't want to just say like, Hey, I'm Rachel. I'm a nurse. I'm a photographer, but I I am really proud of the fact that I am a nurse because that was really hard (laughs) to go through nursing school and to continue to be a nurse. And that's what, it's something that I want to continue to do as I am a full-time photographer now, but I guess it's just my absolute care for people. And I feel like I'm at home in in a different home when I'm a nurse, but I just, I've used that because that's who I was first. So I don't have to necessarily continue to use that. I'm proud of that, uh, that title, but I don't have to use that. And I also think going back on looking at other uh, competition, I didn't even know what a brand position was until I started listening to your podcast. And I didn't realize how important it was. And I haven't, like you looked in the search before I I haven't seen anyone personally that I know in the market that has a brand position so I think really a, me establishing one will definitely set myself apart from those other uh, the competition.
0: It will. Yes. I mean, especially when they actually come to your site, but in order to get to that site, again, some work on the SEO side of things will, and, and I really don't think it's going to take a whole lot of work for you to rise to the very top, show up on that first page in the search rankings, at least for heart soul, North Alabama, you're going to have some competition. Uh, but again, with, with some diligent work there and the expertise of somebody who actually specializes in SEO, um, I think you could be competitive there as well. Um, but back to the conversation about the nurse, and this is, I'm, I'm glad that we're having this conversation because, again, this is highly relevant to, to everybody listening in. I'm curious, Rachel, actually, have you ever had a conversation with somebody? It could have been photography related, it could have been something totally unrelated to photography, nursing or otherwise, but you just like, you're really excited. You go to talk to a family member or a friend uh, or otherwise, and you're really excited to share this thing with them. And so you open with, I'm so excited about whatever it is, fill in the blank. And they totally change the subject on you in response. Or they, they, they shift the conversation and they make it about them. Have you ever had that experience? Oh, yeah. Well, and the reason I ask is is because, I, again, when we talk about photographers, and we mentioned earlier that photographers have a tendency of talking about themselves, we have to remember that, uh, or at least picture in our minds, that this potential client's coming to our site and in, in this case, we're hoping they're coming to us uh, for you, Rachel, and they're looking for a wedding photographer. So they're coming to the site. They're excited about their wedding. They're about to get married. And then you're talking to them about nursing and, yeah. and, and that, while it holds significance to you personally, and ultimately is going to affect their experience, they don't know it, it's going to affect the experience that you give them because you're going to show the care that is at the root of you being a nurse and, and the experience that you bring as a photographer. Um, it's irrelevant to what they're actually interested in. So yes. I, would, I would encourage you to probably just go ahead and remove the reference to nursing unless you want to put it you know, like on a separate about page or something like that, uh, just to give context to the story. If you want to do that, more power to you. But on the homepage, especially on the homepage above the fold, the first thing they see, whether they're on the mobile site or they're on uh, a computer looking at your site, the first thing they see is about how you add value to their life Nursing is going to play into that, but that's not going to make sense to them initially in the three to five to eight seconds that they have to to even consider whether it makes sense to hire you. I would just leave that off the homepage. Does that make sense?
1: Yep, and I agree with you there because they're not paying me to be a nurse; they're paying me to be their photographer.
0: Exactly, and and that that beautifully sums it up. Now, as far as the significance of information above the fold, the other thing that I would suggest too is to make sure again whether it's the mobile version of the site or the, the, the desktop version, if you will, or a laptop version, um, that the most important elements of that homepage sit above the fold. So they don't have to scroll to see the rest. Right now I've landed on your homepage okay. and you're, you're actually, the picture of you is getting cut off. And I, I don't see any pictures of, or examples of your work. And, you know, if if you're going to move in the direction of focusing on weddings, um, it's a, that's a little bit confusing, too, because I'm seeing weddings, but then I'm seeing session investment and and then babies and then family. Yep. So a couple yep. of things that I would do, one, remove all reference to babies, family, other types of portrait sessions. And it's not that I think we had a similar conversation with another one of our guests, but it's not that you can't photograph those things. You're just not outwardly marketing it. Um, you're, you're yes. focusing on wedding. So they know specifically that is your specialty. You are a wedding photographer. And if your wedding clients later on, they come back and they're like, Rachel, we just love the experience with you. Would you mind photographing the maternity session or, you know, our newborn or whatever, then that's a wonderful experience or a wonderful opportunity to continue that relationship and that experience with them and to make additional cash. And if you want to do that, and it fits in your business model at that point, again, more power to you. But my suggestion would be, focus on the wedding sides of things. So remove references to the other types of photography and just put the weddings there and make sure that anything that, that your potential client needs to see in this case, at least your brand position statement and a a beautiful example of an image that reflects your brand position statement that that sits above the fold on the homepage, whether again, on the, on the phone or on the desktop side. Does that make sense?
1: Yes. I agree with you there. I hate my website and I wish I could do something else about it. So outsourcing that and adding in that CEO lady, I will definitely do that.
0: The SEO. Yeah. Karen. Karen SEO. Yeah. I mean, yes. more, yeah, you should also be a CEO, um, but yeah, <laughs> revamping your, your SEO efforts and having somebody help you with that. will be really important too. The other thing uh, before we get to the brand position statement, the other thing that I'd, I'd suggest um, right now, your URL is raw images with reach. And mm-hmm. I mean, I guess that makes sense based on the conversation that we've had but I, I actually went to godaddy and just did a quick search rawweddingswithracheis.com is is actually a, a potential option that you might be able to to purchase and use rawweddings.com is actually available it's it's expensive it's 2100 dollars for the domain name but rawweddings.com is available um, Wow! not nearly as expensive these are like you know somewhere between 8 and 12 dollars or so rawweddings.love is available. weddings.photography is also available. And uh, rawweddings.co, if you want something that's a little bit shorter, .co is also available. Um, so you might also purchase even, you know, most of those domains, maybe not the $2,100 one, but those domains mm-hmm. as well. And, um, and that will help align with your focus on, on weddings as opposed to just raw images. Uh, okay. Raw wedding photography, I didn't search that one, but that might be something else you'd look at as well. So I just wanted to throw that out there. And you can talk to Karen about any relevance that the domain has to SEO. Um, but at the very least, if you're sharing the URL of, of your website with a potential client, having that align with your brand and your focus on weddings would be a really important thing.
1: Note taken. Thank you.
0: Cool. Absolutely. And then as far as an actual brand position statement, um, you know, going back to this idea of raw images and playing on your brand, but then also your tendency toward or your focus on capturing those raw images the brand position statement i think could be really really simple something to the effect of photographing the raw beauty of weddings in north alabama or photographing the raw beauty of northern alabama weddings just kind of playing on the same idea Um, I, i also wrote down wedding photojournalism in north alabama but you know what's interesting is whereas that used to be a popular term it's not used very much anymore and I'm not sure that it effectively would convey to somebody looking for a wedding photographer what it is that you do. If you just said that okay. statement, would they actually know? So I'm, I would actually tend to leave that out um, in this case, but just very simply photographing the raw beauty of Northern Alabama weddings or weddings in North Alabama Something to that effect, I think would be a really great starting place and, and what 's re- even more important, I think, or just as important, is not just to have the brand position statement there above the fold on your site, but then also to have a, just a stunning image that that represents this idea. you know we talked about the the bride and her father embracing, and you can see the tears rolling down his face, or you love i, I love that you said your team first look, you love those first looks mm-hmm. if you 've got a one at least one, if maybe not two or three examples that you could pull from of these first looks between the, the couple and you know that raw emotion on their face, the expression on their face, and you've been able to capture that. Um, or maybe you have an image of a first look, and then maybe you have an image of you know the the, the bride and her dad s- seeing each other for the first time, and maybe there's another one of the bridegroom sneaking a kiss on the dance floor, you know, amidst the crowd. Whatever it is. You want to make sure that the imagery that you're sharing represents this brand consistently and in a really powerful way. Does that make sense?
1: Yes, I agree with you.
0: And I think that's going to be really important. I tend to be a minimalist. Um, which means in, in the context of a website, I love the, sim- the beautiful simplicity of an image with a brand position statement in the negative space or in the white space. So if you, get, if you have an image where the subject is, you know, let's say in the left-hand third or in the right-hand third, and then you're able to place the text on the opposing side in an open space, um, then that that would be my tendency. But at the very least, I would want to make sure that I have an image in the brand position statement above the fold. And that'll make a big difference. And then, you know, very simple, clean navigation. Right now, you have bio, contact, uh, weddings, yeah. policy, session, investment, gallery, babies, family. You could you could narrow that down and make it really simple. You know, just like an about or about me, and and uh, gallery and you know, if you want to have an investment page, you could do that. And, and it, it could be almost as simple as that. And and then the last note too, on the website, I I'd recommend, I mean, show it is, is, um, Todd Watson's the CEO over at show It websites and a great friend. I've known him for a long time. He's been on the podcast actually multiple times. Ooh. Um, but he, yeah. they, they have a really cool company with show it that enables you to, to create and customize your own websites. If that's the route you want to go, but there are gobs of show it website designers who could also help you uh, create a design. And uh, so that's going to be my first recommendation. If you need, if you want to put something up really quick and you've got a limited budget, you can't hire a designer. um, you know, the next option I would go to would be something like Squarespace and Squarespace has, I think they're like 10, $11 a month, something like that. So it's really inexpensive. They've got some templates that you could plug your images into and some basic text, and you'd get a site up and running pretty quickly, um, using that model. And uh, so that would be the other suggestion that I would make as well.
1: Okay, good. I yeah, I started out with Wix just because it was the first thing I stumbled upon yeah. when I started and it had an easy template and I plugged everything in and I, it hasn't changed since. And so when I look at other wedding photographers in my area and I look how beautiful their wedding uh, or their website is, I think, gosh, I've got to do something different. So I, I'll definitely look at, show it and, uh, investigate there. I'd get higher out. Outsourcing is my favorite word right now.
0: Perfect. Well, then, then please do. Um, I mean, that's, that's the way to go is just to to let somebody who knows what they're doing, handle it, whether it's SEO or it's website design. Um, but yeah, I'd highly recommend show it again. If you, if you can't immediately hire somebody, they do have templates that, that you can use and begin to use right away. Um, but I would highly recommend uh, finding a designer and, and that'll that'll make a really big difference because you actually have somebody who has experience and perspective that can, yep. that could help you out. Exactly. Uh, what do you think about that brand position statement, photographing the raw beauty of weddings in North Alabama?
1: Ah, I love that. I love that you've incorporated the raw. Uh, part of my name, because that is what I'm most proud of with my photography name. And I 100% agree with you on my website. I think I listened to one of your uh, most recent podcasts and you were talking about the first thing on your website and it's your bio and it's it's you and people don't really care to see like a picture of you. I agree that I need to change and put a beautiful, stunning, favorite wedding image up with my new brand position. That's That's going to help. Big time. But I do love the raw beauty uh, of North Alabama or of Hartzell. I'm deaf. I, I really want to use something along those raw beauty lines.
0: Yeah. Well, and, and I, I think it'd be really interesting, honestly, to to further explore mining the Hartzell market first, like fo- focusing on that. If you want to specify, you know, photographing the raw beauty of weddings in, in Hartzell, Alabama, there's an opportunity to do that and then potentially expand out from there. Because again, with SEO help on, on your SEO um, you could potentially still pull clients in um, that are North Alabama clients as well. The only caveat would be is if you're specifying that you are a Soul Alabama wedding photographer and a potential client comes and they're not from there, or they're not getting married there, you may filter them out. If you're okay with that, again, more power to you. Uh, if not, then you want, may want to go a little bit more broad, and, yeah. and go with North Alabama, but you can still build Hartzell into the SEO. So it pulls when when somebody searches for Hartzell wedding photographer, your site's going to still come up.
1: Agreed. Cause I do, I, I love my area, but I don't mind flying to Cape Cod or Hawaii or somewhere (laughs) else. (laughs) So I don't want to just limit myself here. I do want to expand. So that is something to think about. Maybe not put in my exact location. But you did mention some other podcasts, how important it is to put your location in there. So do you think that would throw people off if I did just stick with North Alabama and not get any destination weddings?
0: I mean, there there are various ways that you could go about still getting destination weddings. Keep in mind, too, that even if you ever, you know, 90% of the weddings that you photograph are North Alabama weddings, that yeah. if you provide a great experience to those clients and they have friends who are getting married in Cape Cod or you know the Bahamas or wherever it might be, that they're still going to refer you and um, that you might have the potential for business. And that's just, again, one avenue of getting destination weddings. That The reason why specifying a particular market is important is for the sake of search results, uh, at for, for the sake of narrowing focus for the sake of focusing on a smaller market. Because if you're, if you're reaching too broad, you're going to be competing against a much, much larger potential yeah. competition. Whereas if you, if you specify Hartzell, you've got minimal competition. If you say North Alabama, you have a larger number of competitors, potential competitors, but, um, it's still not the same as if you say, you know, wedding photographer, United States, for example, just as an extreme example. Yeah. Um, so okay. so the benefit there is focus, focus of your time, your marketing efforts, and competing against less people when somebody goes to search for a wedding photographer
1: good, okay, got it and and word of mouth really is has, has allowed me to grow more than anything that yeah. i 've invested in market wise word of mouth is number one
0: yep and and so again, that word of mouth will enable you to or give you the opportunity to if you want to expand beyond north alabama you 're going to have the opportunity to do that. Um, the the reason for using or specifying the location is it does, it, it creates, it narrows the focus, but then it ultimately potentially filters um, irrelevant clients as well. Um, and that is something to consider. But my my hunch is if you're focusing on the North Alabama market, that's who you're trying to, to capture. They land on that page and that's the area that they're getting married in and that's the area they're from, that's going to resonate with them. And if they see Or read this position statement about raw beauty and they see an image that actually reflects that or images that reflect that idea and that resonates with them it's going to be a win-win for them and the likelihood that they hire you is even higher does that make sense
1: yeah that sounds great
0: Cool. Well, I, I appreciate you being willing to have this conversation with me and uh, it, allowing us to share this conversation with our listeners as well. I'm, I'm really excited about the the value that these conversations are bringing to our industry. Will you just share one more time where our listeners can follow you online so that they can see what you do as you continue to evolve, your brand continues to evolve uh, to watch what you're doing.
1: Yes, please follow me on Instagram. It's raw images with Reich there's underscores in between raw images with. Okay. So if that makes sense. And yeah. then of course, like you said before, raw images with rich.com and then on Facebook it's uh raw images too.
0: And and if Rachel gets really rich, potentially raw <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Raw weddings. Yes. Let's
1: book a couple more weddings and then we'll do that. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, well, we'll link to both the Instagram and uh, website in the show notes at bocapodcast.com. Um, if, if anybody is curious, we've got just a load of show notes for, to go along with these episodes that we're putting out at BocaPodcast.com. So make sure you go uh, check those out as well. Thanks once again, Rachel, for making time to hang out with us.
1: Thank you so much for having me.
0: Thank you so much for listening to the Boca Podcast. Will you let us know what you thought by leaving a review of the podcast in the Apple Podcast app? And I'd love to hear from you personally with your thoughts about the podcast and suggestions about future topics and guests for the show. My email is Nathan at photographersedit.com. The Boca podcast is brought to you by Milu, the simplest way for photographers and coordinators to collaborate on shot lists and timelines for weddings, parties, and other amazing events. Visit milu, M-I-I-L-U, dot ucom This podcast is also brought to you by Photographer's Edit, custom image editing for the professional photographer. Visit photographersedit.com.